Hey listeners, this is Kelsey and Nate here from the Emergency Medical Minute, and we are excited to tell you about our next big event, Untamed, an event about medicine and wilderness and wilderness as medicine. Picture this. You are canyoneering in the San Rafael Desert, the most remote desert in the United States, and suffer an unfortunate fall that leaves your right hand pinned by a boulder. Posed by the threat of death by dehydration, you have to choose between your life or your limb. Our keynote speaker, Aaron Ralston, portrayed by the film 127 Hours, was in this exact position. Guests will hear Aaron's story, along with other inspiring tales of survival. Guests will also hear from a panel of medical experts on how to survive the wilderness and embrace it as a form of medicine. Tickets and event information are available on our Facebook page and website, emergencymedicalminute.com. I'm Dr. Sprinkle, and uh, I wanted to talk really briefly about a specific kind of viewpoint or vantage point on medication-assisted therapy that personally I held for a long time and I think at this point is outdated and uh, not only that, but dangerous for our patients. And so medication-assisted therapy, what is that? It's essentially um, a way to uh, treat uh, opiate dependence and addiction and stabilize these patients and um, and, you know, methadone is probably the most commonly known one, but there's also Suboxone. And the specific thing I wanted to address today is the thought that uh, medication-assisted therapy is replacing one addiction with another. And, I mean, I fully admit that's kind of what I thought for years. And at this point, the evidence is it's not only mounting. The evidence is there that that is absolutely not true. And it's been shown repeatedly to be the, the most effective way to um, help people uh, not only move away from dangerous behavior such as exposing themselves to HIV, hepatitis, um, selling sex for, uh, to obtain uh, opiates uh, and things like that, but it's been shown to be the most effective way t- uh, for people to um, successfully uh, treat the deranged brain chemistry that comes along with opiate dependence and addiction. Um, and so uh, I think that's a commonly held misconception, and I think it's up to us to change that culture surrounding how we view medication-assisted therapy. Uh, to be honest, the system is fairly overloaded, and um, I think it's a little bit backwards how it's approached from a regulation standpoint. So doctors, you know, pretty much anyone with a medical license can prescribe all the oxycodone you want, and yet we have to go through a lot of extra hoops and obtain this extra license, a waiver for our license called an X waiver to, subri- to prescribe Suboxone. Uh, and so I'll let you, that's a whole other discussion. Um, but uh, essentially I, I hope the direction that we're moving is that Suboxone will be more and more commonly prescribed and even in the emergency room. Again, the evidence is there that this is the best way to help our patients. Um, Uh, kind of overcome their opiate dependence and move on with their lives in a healthy way and allow some stability um, so that people are not constantly trying to um, fight the uh, fear of withdrawal and um, constantly trying to obtain their next dose of an opiate. It's a way to uh, stabilize your life and, and try to rebuild things and move on. You guys have any comments or questions on that or anybody else have a different viewpoint? So do you have to have a special license here in the ER? Do yeah. So any, any of our providers? So actually, you can prescribe doses in the ER without this X waiver. So the X waiver takes, I think it's an eight-hour training. 
and an application to have this added to your license. So if you wanted to prescribe, uh, you know, write prescriptions or see patients on a uh, more regular basis, you do need this waiver. However, we can prescribe this or give doses in the ER. One thing you should be aware of with Suboxone in particular is that if the patient's not already in withdrawal, it's going to put them into withdrawal. So very important, if we're starting Suboxone in the ER, they must be in withdrawal, otherwise they're uh, going to be in withdrawal very soon. And so that's one particular sticky point with that medication. And maybe another day we can kind of talk about how Suboxone works in particular. Because we have that available to us. So Suboxone is something we can give in the ER. Any doctor can prescribe it. Most, I think, m many physicians uh, are not right now comfortable with it, and that's something that I hope is going to change in the near future. We're, we are really the front lines for the opiate crisis, as you probably feel every day. And so it's up to us to take the lead and change things. And again, I think Suboxone, based on the evidence that we have, is probably our, one of our best tools to fight this. And I think we're going to be seeing more and more of it, and I hope we will. Um, I think the problem with it now is that uh, we don't have a lot of resources for immediate follow-up, so we can give them a dose here, but what's the next step? There's, uh, there are already ERs in the city, for example, Denver Health, that have been, um, uh, I believe, um, their ED providers are starting to prescribe, but they have better follow-up resources than we currently have set up. I think that's the key missing component for us right now. Emergency Medical Minute is, and always will be, about free medical education. Medicine's most prolific podcast is successful because of our supporters, donors, and of course, our listeners. Please like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And if you support spreading free medical education, please donate at our website, emergencymedicalminute.com. As always, keep listening.